0: Business class listeners, welcome to another episode of Wisco Weekly. It is Friday, April 16th, the day before my birthday. I met you in the morning, summertime. The skies were warm and gold. Hey, business class listeners what's going on it's dennis wisco your host of wisco weekly it is friday again april 16th and on today's episode what if general motors responded to p diddy sean combs that's what we're going to talk about in this particular episode but before we do welcome 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 to all you new listeners you don't even know me this is the first time you're meeting me, and I love you already. You're tuned into to Wisco Weekly, the automotive podcast show by automotive executives for automotive entrepreneurs. Tune in for the education. Stay for the investments. There's a lot of great things that are coming up your way. And based on the last episode, the Metromile earnings call, looks like that was pretty popular. And if you've been following Metromile here recently, their stock has not done well after that episode. That's your fault, people. That's your fault. That's not my fault. Anyhow, on this particular episode, I want to talk about P. Diddy's corporate letter or letter to corporate America. So, this is quite an interesting situation that P. Diddy has put himself in because, on one hand, he admits that one of the companies he's invested in receives advertising dollars from GM, but yet, he chooses to put them on blast as well. So what I want to do for this particular episode is I want to read to you word by word P. Diddy's letter that he penned on revolt.tv. And you could visit the episode page and I'll put the appropriate links on on the page so you can reference these, um, you know, this this letter and and other things that that I'll share with you. So I want to read off what the letter he wrote to Corporate America, and and again, specifically, specifically calling out GM, and then I want to get into dissecting it a little bit, and then also, I want to share with you some of the information that I found with regards to General Motors and their diversity and inclusion department initiative, you know, is essentially Like any major corporation, all these corporations are going to have some sort of diversity and inclusion program. And so I found some interesting things on that page, essentially a report. And so I want to share that with you to put things in perspective. Okay. So P Diddy penned this letter that was posted on revolt.tv, one of the companies that he is invested in, that he's a part of. And so let's read this word for word. And this was dated on April 8th, 2021. It starts with a quote from Desmond Tutu. If you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. I mean, on one hand, I love the, the writing already. I love the quote, but he sure enough has picked sides. All right, we continue. The same feet these companies use to stand with us in solidarity are the same feet they use to stand on our necks. When confronted by the leaders of several Black-owned media companies, General Motors, stock symbol GM, listed my network, that's P. Diddy's network, Revolt, as an example of the Black-owned media it supports. While Revolt does receive advertising revenue from GM, our relationship is not an example of success. Instead, Revolt, just like other Black-owned media companies, fights for crumbs while GM makes billions of dollars every year from the Black community. Exposing GM's historic refusal to fairly invest in Black-owned media is not an assassination of character, it's exposing the way GM and many other advertisers Have always treated us. No longer can corporate America manipulate our community into believing that incremental progress is acceptable action. Corporations like General Motors have exploited our culture, undermined our power, and excluded Black entrepreneurs from participating in the value created by Black consumers. In 2019, brands spent $239 billion on advertising. Less than 1% of that was invested in Black-owned media companies. Out of the roughly $3 billion General Motors spent on advertising, we estimate only $10 million was invested in Black-owned media. Only $10 million out of $3 billion! Like the rest of corporate America, General Motors is telling us to sit down, shut up, and be happy with what you get. It's disrespectful that Black-owned media companies only represent 1% of the total advertising market. It's disrespectful that distributors refuse to carry Black-owned media brands in an era where our impact and influence is undeniable. It's disrespectful That the same community that represents 14% of the population and spends over $1.4 trillion annually is still the most economically undervalued and underserved at every level. To repeat, $1.4 trillion annually, the almighty black dollar! We demand... That corporate America reinvest an equitable percentage of what you take from our community back into our community. If the Black community represents 15% of your revenue, Black-owned media should receive at least 15% of the advertising spent. The same way you understand the power of our dollars, we understand our power to take them away from any corporation that doesn't give us the economic inclusion we deserve. We are prepared to weaponize our dollars. If you love us, pay us. Not a token investment, not a charity check or donation. The time is now. Radical change is the only option. You're either with us or you are on the other side. Hot damn. I included that hot damn at the end of that. But that was P. Diddy's scathing letter to corporate America and specifically throwing GM under the bus of the advertising dollars that they spend, the advertising dollars that they don't give, the revenue that is generated from the black community. So on a, at a very emotional level, it really does tug at all the heartstrings and it does infuriate i'm sure a lot of us that would hear this and be like gm what the hell is going on with you p diddy this is p diddy how could he be wrong well doing a simple google search my friends my business class listeners i was able to come up with a few different things here so first off let's let's kind of let's kind of go over some of the points about this particular letter. So he says, when confronted by the leaders of several Black-owned media companies, General Motors listed my network, Revolt, as an example of the Black-owned media it supports. While Revolt does receive advertising revenue from GM, our relationship is not an example of success. Instead, Revolt, just like any other Black-owned media companies, fights for crumbs while GM makes billions of dollars every year from the black community. Exposing GM's historic refusal to fairly invest in black-owned media is not an assassination of character, it's exposing the way GM and many other advertisers have targeted ha- have always treated us. No longer can corporate America manipulate our community into believing that incremental progress is a, is acceptable action. So Here, this is where P. Diddy really lays out the claim, lays out the argument of what he sees as injustice. And again, initially, at this very visceral level, this is a very, you could almost say, apropos statement, paragraph. As I looked up... Well, what is GM's diversity and inclusive initiative? You can easily go to their website and you can find out a report that they produce annually, although the last time they produced this report seemed to have been in 20, I want to say it was 2018, 2019, right around there. And so they this is widely available and they it looks like they've done at least 3 or 4 of these reports. It's a diversity and inclusion report. So if I look at this report and I go over to page 5, it shares with me, it shares with us a breakdown of the workforce of GM. And here are some notable statistics. The workforce gender and specifically by region in North America check this out in North America 87.7% of GM's workforce in North America is female while in comparison to its international presence only 12.3% of GM's workforce internationally is female. So obviously a very big female workforce in North America. The male population, the male workforce breakdown, 71.7% in North America and 28.3% internationally. If you then take a look at the total U.S. workforce by ethnicity, total U.S. workforce by ethnicity, white Comprises 69.2%. Blacks comprise 17.2%. Asians, 7.2%. Latinos, 5.3%. And then American Indian, two or more races. This is about 1%. So the Black workforce in GM's U.S. operations is 17.2%, which is more than the black population in the United States at about 14%. Women and minorities represent 40% of GM corporate officers. So here's just an example of the conflation that is often made with regards to companies like GM not being racially just. And look, I guess here's the other thing, right? I'm reading off to you a report from GM, and certainly this should be audited, but I'm going to take this report to be as accurate as possible, much like I'm going to take P. Diddy's intention of writing this letter to be thoughtful. So. In, back to P. Diddy's letter here, he says that corporations like General Motors have exploited our culture, undermined our power, and excluded Black entrepreneurs from participating in the value created by Black consumers. Well, we see now that GM's workforce is 17.2% Black. So I don't know how much grounds now this letter may have, at least in this and based on that statement. I go on, in 2019, brands spent $239 billion on advertising. Less than 1% of that was invested in Black-owned media companies. Out of the roughly $3 billion General Motors spent on advertising, we estimate only $10 million was invested in Black-owned media. Now, unfortunately, I don't have anything. I wasn't able to look up anything that could verify this. I don't know actually where you can look up that General Motors spent $3 billion. You'd have to have the inside scoop on that. And then $10 million was invested in black owned media. And he does say, estimate. We estimate only $10 million was invested in black owned media. Presumably, that's most of the money Revolt probably made, right? Okay, so let's, if we go back to this GM diversity and inclusion reports, and we go to page seven. GM here now lists some of the different partnerships, strategic diversity partnerships that they have, that they've made. A few of them, there's a lot of them, as you can see here, but there's a few of them, such as the 100 Black Men of America, advancing minorities' interest in engineering, the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation, the Congressional Black Caucus Institute, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, and on and on. This list is, there's probably at least 20 to 25 diversity, strategic diversity partnerships that they've listed here. And furthermore, GM has these employee resource groups called ERGs, employee research resource groups, and among the resource groups that they have, they have one that is named GM African Ancestry Network, or GMAAN. And GMAAN has a mission to provide GM a competitive advantage in attracting, developing, and retaining. African and ancestry employees while engaging our communities to drive GM business priorities and performance. So while again, P Diddy makes these claims that GM is not rightfully allocating their dollars to black owned media companies. He's making a very, very narrow argument, because obviously if we look at GM's workforce, if we look at GM's strategic diversity partnerships, if we look at their employee resource groups, it seems to me they're doing, I don't know, I, maybe it's not a lot, but they're doing something. Could it be more? Certainly. It could always be more, right? Going back to the letter, we demand that corporate America reinvest an equitable percentage of what you take from our community back into our community. If the black community represents 15% of your revenue, black owned media should have at least 15% of the advertising spend. The same way you understand the power of our dollars, we understand our power to take them away from any corporation that doesn't give us the economic inclusion we deserve. So, the last statement is actually a very apropos and accurate statement, and this is one that defines the market. If indeed the black community does not feel like they're getting their due from GM, they absolutely should take their dollars, their consumer dollars and spend it elsewhere. And if GM has to learn that the hard way, then they will. And you know what? Again, this is the power of the market. The statement before that, if the black community represents 15% of your revenue, Black-owned media should receive at least 15% of the advertising spend. Well, this is where it gets a bit slippery. Maybe not even slippery. This is probably where an article or a letter like this, most of it will be conflated, but this is really kind of what P. Diddy is really getting at. Because let's face it, why did P. Diddy write this letter? P. Diddy wrote this letter for none other than buzzworthy press for revolt. Obviously he gets money or one of his companies gets money from GM. Obviously he's an influential figure in global culture and politics. So when he writes this letter, he does start to get very defined about his target. And the target is that there's not enough media dollars that's being spent towards Black-owned media companies. Now, one of the things, another thing that GM, back to the diversity and inclusion report, one of the things that GM invests in the community, they offer something called Black Girls Code, and I'm reading from the report. GM funds innovative programs designed to encourage young people to pursue technology and engineering professions and prioritizes partnerships that create opportunities for women and girls, ethnic minorities, and underrepresented groups. Through a partnership with Black Girls Code, the organization has officially launched a Detroit chapter and is introducing the skill of coding to young girls of color to inspire a future career path as STEM professionals. This is particularly critical given that women of color are traditionally underrepresented in STEM fields, especially in technology. Only 3% of African-American women and fewer than 1% of Latinas receive degrees in computer science. Absolutely, I love this. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for producing more individuals within the, within the STEM field. And so I think GM, hats off to you for investing in Black Girls Code. So P. Diddy, now, as we wrap up his letter to corporate America, P. Diddy obviously is looking to be the voice for the Black community to receive more attention, more money from General Motors. P. Diddy has worked out an agreement with JP Morgan Chase for JP Morgan to invest billions of dollars of capital into the black community for so that black communities and black businesses can have access to capital, which is a a one of the one of the biggest challenges of how to grow black entrepreneurs in America. I would also argue that there's many people Regardless of race, that also do not ha- also do not have this access to capital. So, if there is a roadmap that P Diddy and G M are paving the way for, all f- more power to you guys. Then I I'm, I look forward to following that roadmap to seeing how more people can get access to capital. There was an interesting turn in this corporate letter where as it has, there's several different links in this letter. And one of the links takes you to how, where was it? Yes, so there's a link here. So if you go to the sentence that says, while Revolt does not receive advertising revenue from General Motors, our relationship is not an example of success. Instead, Revolt, just like other Black-owned media companies, fights for crumbs while GM makes billions of dollars every year from the Black community. And From the Black Community is hyperlinked, which takes you to an article that talks about how there was this forum, a panel session, in which it had a handful of individuals talk about money how money is perceived in the black community. And there was a particular gentleman there that caught my attention. His name is Ross Mack. Ross Mack is based on his website. Ross Mack is an Ivy League educated entertainer and entrepreneur from the South side of Chicago. After graduating from the Wharton School of Business, Ross moved to New York to begin his career on Wall Street, where he worked for Morgan Stanley. After spending three years on a highly coveted sales and trading desk, Ross took a job at a prestigious hedge fund in his hometown, Chicago. In that article, it states, as the conversation continued in the direction of the Paycheck Protection Program and Biden's student loan forgiveness proposal, Ross Mack turned to Cash, the host, to ask about the psychology of fiscal fiscal responsibility. First, according to him, we must change our relationship with money. We're taught in our community that we gotta work hard for money, where the truth of the matter is that money needs to work hard for us. This, my friends, is part and parcel to classical economics. Classical economics will tell you that in order to Provide something of value into the economy and grow the economy. And as you grow the economy, because you participate in it, you effectively will also grow economically. That you need to do three things. You need to save, you need to invest, and you need to be entrepreneurial. And this is what Ross is saying here when he says... We're taught in our community, we're taught in our community that we got to work hard for money, where the truth of the matter is that money needs to work hard for us. This was a saying also my father told me at a very young age that what did he say Dennis you don't want to work hard for your money, you want your money to work hard for you. And what does that mean? That means investing. Usually that means or the the most the easiest way really is to invest in the stock market, right? Invest some money, don't do anything, don't touch it, let the money just sit. Hopefully, your money grows. You bought it at the right time. There's other ways of investing. You can invest in yourself to start a business. That's the entrepreneurial side of classical economics, right? You invest in yourself, create a business, create value, and now you're letting your money work hard for you. This is very key to building wealth, to building economic prosperity, individual prosperity in America, save, invest, and be entrepreneurial. That's it. You will, that will lead you to economic prosperity. Obviously, it's not that simple. You do need the influences of notable people such as P. Diddy to put some companies on blast, to put the pressure on, the social pressure on companies like GM. However, again, if GM were to respond to this, I think they would simply say, P. Diddy, why don't you just check out our report? And while you make a very specific argument towards black owned media companies, I mean, okay, you got you got us there. But otherwise, 17% of the GM United States workforce is black. They invest in communities like Black Girls Code. They have, di- uh, they have strategic diversity partnerships with a handful of specifically black organizations. And then not to mention too, there's still something that I, I, I fail to understand of how if I, as an Asian American, let me use myself here. If I am an Asian American and I buy a GM vehicle that somehow that money should go back into the Asian American community. Because the reality is, is that I, as an individual, saw value in the car that GM built. That car should, should hopefully lead me to more economic opportunities. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that I've spoken a lot about how, and maybe not just me, you've probably heard this elsewhere, how cars can lead to greater levels of economic prosperity and mobility into, you know, in, in, in our economy. So I'm, I'm not quite sure how that argument works, but that argument is often made. And I think in, in the case of P. Diddy, for the fact that he has the platform he does, this was simply just a buzzworthy Letter to corporate America to get clicks to revolt.tv, but then also to make his very fine, hyper focused argument that more money should be spent with black owned media. Let me add actually one more point to that. I'm not as highly involved in digital advertising as I once was a few years ago, but I will say again, I don't, I'm not certain investing money into black owned media. Is supposed to translate into better marketing for GM. And evidence of this is if you run ads on Facebook or Google, you cannot target Facebook users. You cannot target IP addresses based on race. You can target by gender. You can target age groups. You can target, target interests and affinities. But you cannot target specifically race. So I'm not quite sure how that works out with simply giving money to black-owned media or any, you know, insert any race media, how that's supposed to enhance GM's marketing presence. If you have some thoughts on that, please share with me. I would love to hear it. Anyhow, thanks for tuning into this episode of Wisco Weekly. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back next week where we have Lithia reporting earnings. So we'll get to talking about that. Have a great weekend. As we in every episode, cheers, Prost, Chaim, Kipis, Nastravi, Kampai, Mabruk, Gambe, Yamas, Nastarovie, Vo, Salute, and to the customer experience. business class listeners. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Wisco Weekly. If you enjoyed the show, please do provide Wisco Weekly a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I'll be here again next week.